Oh, my dear friends, good morning. Good morning. Man, I, play, I played pickleball for the first time yesterday. And uh, yeah, it was kind of fun. I used to play a lot of tennis, but, but I just actually kind of felt that coming up those steps. A little, more, a little more sore today than I thought I'd be. Anyway, welcome to C2, my friends, uh, to our very special service that we have here every week, where by the grace of God, everyone here is welcomed. Everyone is affirmed and everyone is loved, and that in itself is a blessing. Amen. We are going to be talking today a little bit about sticking to it, about sticking to our faith, especially in times when there are so many distractions and so many other things going on, and we want to schedule everything uh, in terms of how we want them to go. Uh, and the time frames that we want them to work. And sometimes when we get too distracted on that, we're not honing in and listening to what God wants from us, when God wants it from us. So that's going to kind of be what we're going to be uh, contemplating over a little bit today. Uh, we've got some beautiful music to celebrate that here today. And why don't we start off this morning, if you would all please, if you are willing, if you are able, please rise. If you would like to sing along, we have lyrics. If you'd like to clap along, that's fine. If you just want to enjoy the music, any way that you want to worship here is absolutely fine with us because it is absolutely fine with God. So let's start our worship this morning. Uh, by showing God how blessed we actually feel here this morning. I'm so blessed, hallelujah, I'm blessed. I'm so blessed, hallelujah, I'm blessed. Doesn't matter about the rest. If I got you, Lord, I'm so 
Every day is a good day. Friends, please be seated. Would you join me in a moment of prayer? Gracious and loving God, we are so grateful to you for the opportunity to be right here together in this place. For right now, it is exactly where we are supposed to be. We are so grateful that when we are here, you fill us with your spirit. You let us know that you are in our lives and you help us to carry it through all through the week until we can meet here again. It is truly such a blessing, Lord. We ask you this morning that you help us to have perseverance with that task. Allow us to stick to what we are supposed to do by way of what you tell us to do. Allow us to not be distracted, to not worry about our own schedules and our own time, but what you have planned for us and what we are to fulfill through those plans and through you. Gracious God, we ask all of these things in the name of your Son as we continue our prayer here together in song. Amen.
God does not find us in one way and one way only. And what a blessing it is for us to have so many talented ministers that have so many different ways of expressing the love of God. It is just, it's just a joy. I am, I am just filled with the spirit and the joy of the Lord right now. And if you are too, I ask you to take a moment and share that with somebody next to you, somebody far away, somebody new, an old friend. Let's just take a moment, friends, to greet each other and share the joy of God. May the joy of God be with you. I didn't realize there were so many pickleball players out there. (laughs) Had quite a few conversations passing the piece there. I loved it. I thought it was a great, great exercise. I think I'm going to try to stick to it. Uh, Friends, we have another insert in the bulletin here this morning. Uh, Please take a moment to look through everything that's going on here in the church. Um, There are really, aside from spectacular, wonderful, uh, spirit-filled worship, there are so many wonderful programs and ways to connect, and ways to be community in the presence of God here at this church. Uh, So please take the time to look over these. I will lift up a couple things. Uh, We do have our annual meeting, uh, which all are invited to on the 31st. It's at 6 p.m. right here. We will be voting in new members. Uh, We will be getting information on the future of the church. Everyone is invited, and if you're interested in kind of all the inner workings and how the church works, I highly encourage you to attend uh, our annual meeting. We also have a youth group tonight uh, for high schoolers at 6 o'clock, and I will also do a little plug. Our annual golf tournament, which is our biggest, biggest fundraiser for our mission trips in the summer, uh, is about a month away. So we've got a table out there. Uh, where you can grab a registration card. And with this card, we've kind of introduced a brand new interface. You can do anything that you would like to do uh, supporting the golf tournament fundraiser through this card. It's got a website, and it's got a QR code. If you would just like to sponsor the tournament, there's opportunities to do that on this website. If you'd like to play in the tournament, uh, you can sign up through this website. You can purchase all the things you purchase within the golf tournament, mulligans, contests, things like that, everything you can do through this site. And if you're not a golfer, I would ask you please to maybe find one person uh, out in the community that might like to be involved in something like this. It's really, really important to our youth, and it's been so well supported in the past that we wanted to try to make it as easy as possible. So I encourage you to do that. Uh, I will also remind everybody that there are generosity baskets uh, by the double doors. If you'd like to support the programs financially that we do here at the church and the missions, uh, please feel free to do that. Uh, And and even more importantly, there are new member cards uh, at the door there. If you are visiting uh, or you would like information about the church or you are in need of some special prayer, anything that you might need that you want to bring to our attention, I highly encourage you to grab one of those cards Fill it out so that we can be in touch with you. Now, moving into our scripture, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, 
We're talking about sticking to our faith. And we are still uh, looking at the workings of Jesus in the heart of his ministry. Uh, Jesus is using parables, which he does quite often, uh, to explain the importance of his message. And in this message, which is one many of you might know, it's the parable of the sower. And so Jesus is using the metaphor of seeds being the message and the best way to cultivate those seeds. And there are several examples of, of the seeds not being cultivated and dying. And uh, scholars much smarter than me have spent a long time trying to figure out what each of those represent. Uh, but to me, I think the most important thing is they all represent some type of distraction, some type of pulling away from exactly what God is asking us to do. And as we're going through the scripture and as we're going through our service and through our week and through our lives, I think this is a really important reminder of not getting caught up in the minutia of what we think is important uh, and trying to concentrate on what God is telling us to do and trying to listen to that in all ways here at church, out in the creation, out in our world, in our work, all the ways that we can possibly try to hone in and be focused on what God is trying to tell us to do. And for our scripture today, uh, my dear friend and colleague, uh, Tommy Snellgrove, is going to be sharing the scripture with you today. Let us hear the word of the Lord. I think. Tommy, you around? All right. Substituting for Tommy Snellgrove today will be Drew and Gotti. Let us hear hear the parable of the sower. Again, he began to teach beside the sea. Such a very large crowd gathered around him that he got into a boat on the sea and sat there. While the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land, he began to teach them many things in parables. And in his teaching, he said to them, listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell on a path, and the birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on a rocky ground where it did not have much soil, and it sprang up quickly since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. Other seed fell onto good soil and brought forth grain, growing up and increasing and yielding thirty and sixty and a hundredfold. And he said, if you have ears to hear... Then hear. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I don't know if you know this, but preachers are a lot like professional athletes in this regard. We have our superstitions, we have our rituals on game day. And Sunday, when you're delivering the sermon, that's game day. 
And when you show up and it's your first sermon, that's an important, important game day. This morning, my alarm clock went off and it was labeled game day. And I went through my rituals. But before I get to those, there's one other ritual that I want to share with you. When I was young, probably second or third grade, my school took a field trip to the Fox Theater in Atlanta. And I don't remember the entire story, but there was one part in particular that is indelibly etched in my mind. It was something about some magic shoes. If this kid could get some magic shoes, then he could accomplish all that he wanted to accomplish. And that has been a part of me since. And looking ahead to this morning, I knew I needed some magic shoes. (laughs) And so I visited the various shoe stores and didn't have any luck, so I went to the big box stores. There was one big box store that had magic shoes, and I realized I was in luck. And I tried on my normal size, and it was too big. And then I tried on a size smaller, and it was too small. They had the magic shoes, but none that would fit me. And this is an important moment, isn't it? A person needs their magic shoes. So what was I to do? I found the magic shoes online, and they had 24-hour shipping. (laughs) An in-between size. And the next day, as I was watching and asking Valerie, who has an app that'll show you when it's going to get there, she says, it's not going to get there until next Tuesday. So we canceled the order, and I ordered them again. That was Friday. They had to get here by yesterday, Saturday. And my magic shoes came. Would you like to see my magic shoes? (laughs) Yeah, these are some magic shoes. (laughs) So everything's going to go according to plan, right? (laughs) My other superstitions didn't quite go as planned. I have a cup that I drink. It's it's my lucky cup, and on important days, I drink from that cup, and this is what it looks like on the back. But that's not what it looks like on the front. And so I was sitting there, and after I'd poured my coffee, I realized, this is not my lucky cup. This is, I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. (laughs) And I thought, this is going to be even luckier. If I'm going to channel anything, it needs to be Valerie this morning. So I hope it proves to be lucky indeed. How many of you were listening? Like, really? You're listening to me, but no, this is much more important, I assure you. How many of you were listening as Reverend Anna read the scripture reading this morning, the gospel, the parable. How many of you were really listening? I won't ask those of you who weren't really listening. What was it that we heard? What was it we heard, the gospel according to St. Mark? What did Jesus say and what was he saying? I've come to recognize that Everything Jesus said 
was aimed at an ultimate end. Something of the utmost importance. When Jesus spoke, he was speaking either directly or indirectly about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. In many ways, it's difficult for 21st century listeners to conceptualize, to make meaning of what Jesus was talking about when he spoke about the kingdom of God. In fact, we know through this parable that it wasn't any easier for first century listeners when he spoke about the kingdom of God. People had many responses, and Jesus outlined some of those responses in the extended readings. For some of those, the deceiver would come and whisper in their ear, this news about the kingdom of God is too utopian. It's not realistic. I know you pray each week, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, but that's not really possible here. Don't believe what Jesus referred to as the good news of the kingdom of God. For others, they believed it. They gave it intellectual assent, but sometimes trying to live out the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven can be costly. Not everyone agrees with this news, this good news. So sometimes people place limits on just how good news, just how good this news can be. For others, we believe it. Then we get distracted. There are other things that are more pressing. There are concerns. There are worries about the future. For some of us, there are regrets about the past. But Jesus said, for those of you who accept it, that's what the NRSV, that was the translation those that hear the word and accept it. When I read that translation, I wondered if accept was the right translation. It can be difficult for translators who are interpreting, they're trying to interpret what Jesus was saying. Other translators, interpreters, employed the word receive. I thought, maybe that's getting a little bit closer, but I still wasn't sure. So I tracked down the Greek word that I can't pronounce, but I'm going to try. Paradekamai. Paradekamai. Listen to this definition. To assert or state that something is the case. to assert or state that something is the case. There were some who recognized 
what Jesus was saying, and they asserted that it is true, it is real, it is the case. But I think Jesus meant something more. Thus, the title of this morning's message, Claiming the Gift of Community. Claiming. That Greek word also means to acknowledge as one's own. That sounds more like claim, doesn't it? And a claim is to assert that something is true, even when there is no immediate or perhaps compelling explanation given evidence contrary to that claim. The good news of the kingdom of God. To claim it as one's own, that it belongs to me. Perhaps we can understand why so few people were willing to claim it. What is the kingdom of God? What are the characteristics of the kingdom of God? I'm going to share just three. The kingdom of God is all-encompassing. There's no way for us to articulate, to fully comprehend, to conceptualize the full nature of the kingdom of God. But here are some of the qualities and characteristics. In the kingdom of God, everyone is welcome. In the kingdom of God, everyone belongs. Which is different from merely being accepted. When a person belongs, they belong simply for who they are. They don't have to measure up or fit in or accommodate or assimilate. Everyone is accepted simply for who they are, everyone. Now, I understand many people will protest. Do you really mean everyone is welcome in the kingdom of God? I get it. Jesus himself in verse 10 said this, to you has been given the mystery of the kingdom of God, but for those on the outside... Everything comes in parables. Now, Jacob, what do you mean everyone is welcome? Did not Jesus himself say that there are those on the outside? How can that be? I've come to understand it this way. Everyone is welcome. Everyone. The only ones who are on the outside are the ones who've excluded themselves. But they too are welcome. They've placed themselves on the outside because in a community that welcomes everyone, they've decided that you fill in the blank, that group of people should not be welcome here. And if you're going to welcome that group of people, then I'm not going to be a part of that community. In other words, 
If you don't exclude who I want you to exclude, I will exclude myself. Jesus says, but you're welcome too, just not your exclusion. We welcome you, but we won't welcome your exclusion. I saw a sign that made an impression on me, and I was so grateful for that sign. It was a United Church of Christ sign. It was in Denver, Colorado. It says, we welcome everyone who welcomes everyone. That doesn't mean they welcome everyone, does it? We welcome everyone who welcomes everyone. So I thought about that further. That means no one is welcome, actually, because who in the world, other than Jesus himself, welcomes everyone? We try, we strive. As a faith community, called to embody the kingdom of God, we strive to welcome everyone without exception. Why would we do that? Because the other characteristic of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is the kingdom. We are all brothers and sisters. We are all related. We are all created by the one creator and we are all children of God. In the kingdom of God, everyone recognizes that every other person is a child of God. It's been said and it is true. We will never look into the eyes of a person whom God does not love. God loves each and every one of us with an infinite love. God does not love us because we are worthy. We are worthy because God loves us. God's love is not a value-seeking love. God is not looking and surveying the world, asking, who is worthy of my love? We are worthy because God loves us. Because God's love is a value-creating love, we have infinite value. Each one of us, a child of God with infinite value. The final characteristic that I'll share with you this morning is this. In the kingdom of God, grace is operative in every aspect. Grace, as we know, is the unmerited, unearned gift of God's unconditional love. How many faith communities 
would assert that with confidence. God's love is unconditional. And immediately, people rush with conditions. Grace is operative in every aspect, in every realm. Grace accepts us where we are. God's grace will not leave us where we are. Once we understand the nature of God's infinite love, our transformation is no longer a striving so that God will accept us. Our transformation is a response of gratitude, knowing just how much God loves us. We are children of God, and we have a desire to transform our condition and live fully into our nature. Let no one ever convince you of the smallness of being human. The divine lives on, on the inside of us. We have a human condition, but our nature is one of divinity. Grace transforms our condition into our true nature. Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus reveals what it means to be a child of God. Jesus was who God is, and we are called to be. Jesus restores our condition to our true nature. Infinite loved and loving. How do we hear the words of Jesus this morning? Do we believe him? Do we accept what he said? Do we receive it? Do we claim it? Do we claim the reality and the truth that the kingdom of God is the realm where everyone is welcome without exception? Everyone means everyone. Do we claim that everyone has infinite value? That everyone is worthy of God's love because God loves everyone and that we are all children of God. Do we claim that? Do we claim that the kingdom of God is the realm where grace is operative, where unconditional means unconditional, where lives are transformed because of the love of God. We're not striving for God's acceptance. We are transformed because we are accepted. It's good news. And it's true. It's a gift. The community church is celebrating a hundred years. A hundred years of claiming 
in word and in deed. That we are more united in our worship of God than anything that could separate us. A community where everyone is welcome, where everyone is recognized as a child of God, where grace is operative in every realm. As we, we, we begin another century together. May we claim the gift of community, the kingdom of God. May we claim, assert the truth, acknowledge as our own the gift of community church. where you are community church. I am community church. We are community church. May that be our claim. Amen. Amen.
So beautiful. Uh, let's take a moment uh, to pray together, friends. And, and I would uh, offer up to you, if you have somebody that is weighing heavy on your heart, or if you have your own prayer that you would like to lift up to God, please take the time to do that now. Let's just take a minute. If there's a name you would like to lift up so that we may all pray for that person, please feel free to speak that name out loud. If you would like a moment to take your own tender prayer just between you and the Creator, Please do that as well. And let's just take a few minutes to offer up whatever we have, whatever we want to offer up to our incredible creator before we pray together. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for hearing our prayers. We thank you this morning, Lord, for inviting us into your kingdom with all of our flaws, all of our misgivings, you always welcome us into your heart. We thank you, Lord, for giving us the community to try to practice the same things that you teach us over and over again. And we thank you, Lord, for giving us the instructions on how to do that. Yet we ask this morning, Lord, for a little bit more help of keeping us on the path so that we may not once in a while or when it is convenient for us try to live in your way. But please be a reminder, God, that every single precious second of every single day is a gift from you that we need to live out with your love. Help us, please, Lord, to extend a hand to those we don't always trust. Help us, Lord, to have patience with those that sometimes confuse us and frustrate us. And help us to allow those to do the same for us when we slip, when we fall, when we think back of, oh, why did I do that? 
Give us your forgiveness, Lord. Give us your light. Let it be our guide so that we always see you. Let your voice ring in our ears through song so that we may always hear you. Let us see you when we leave this place, when we see the creation, the beauty of the day you've given us today, a smile on a friend's face, a hug from a loved one. You are there. Help to remind us of that, Lord. Help us be what you know we can be and help us be what we hope we can be through you. We ask all these things, Lord, in the name of Jesus the Christ, who taught us to pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The Lord has blessed us with a lovely, lovely day, friends. I invite you once again, if you are willing and able, please stand and let us celebrate the loveliness of the gift of God. Amen. right here I tell you in life sometimes rain must fall from eczema to cancer to any amount of tribulations that we may go through we're gonna have ups and downs but every once in a while we have a really good day and to me this song personally reminds me that there will be one day when we all get from glory to glory and we never have to say to each other, hey, how you doing? Because we're doing fine. Can you imagine a calendar? A calendar that doesn't read Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days or whatever, but a calendar that says today is a lovely day. Today is a, you get a lovely day. You get a lovely day. You get a lovely day. Every day. That's what we're striving for here. So, when I wake up in the morning, love, and the sunlight hurts my eyes, something without warning, love, bears so heavy in my mind, then I look at you. And the world's all right with me Just one look at you And I know it's gonna be Sing it if you know the words A lovely day Lovely day, lovely day Lovely day, lovely day Lovely day, lovely day Impossible to face Woo. 
us instead of me. Get it, Kevin. Always seems to know the way. Then I look at you, and the world's all right with me. Just one look at you, <laughs> and I know it's gonna be a lovely day.
The kingdom of God is there for all of us. Go in peace, my friends, and may the grace and love of God be with you now and always. Amen. Thank you.